Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, 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 friends, we're almost to the end of May. Well, we're technically, I mean, yeah, let's be honest. I mean, when you hear this, you're four days away from the end of May, right? So what does that mean? Not a whole lot because it's just June now. And, you know, the way things are going, they all just kind of blur together. Anyway, hey, I'm your host, Nick. I'm your constant, right? You guys come to me to listen to nonsense for an hour every week. As we talk about, you know, just about everything under the sun. The nerd sun, I should say. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna bug you guys now. I don't mean to bug you, but I'm just going to do it. Just ignore it. You can skip through. You know, you know when I start talking about stuff anyway. <laughs> anyway, hey, check out uh, all this crazy stuff going on, right? No, I'm kidding. It's me, your host, Nick. This is Nick's Nerd News. Why are we talking about that nonsense? Let's just get right into what we're all here for. And that's the news. The nerd news. Anyway, well, let's uh, let's get into video game news here first, as per usual. But how about this? How about this? Ubisoft is suing Apple and Google over a Rainbow Six Siege game type, or type game, excuse me, it's a clone, that's on the App Store I don't know why you would sue Apple and Google over that, considering it's created by Alibaba. It's called Area F2, and uh, per Bloomberg, uh, it says Ubisoft's claims that virtually every aspect of Siege, even the operator selection screen and final scoring screen, uh, are pretty much the same. And now that I am looking at this... Oh my god, it is. Um, the game has been downloaded by millions of people. And they call it the first CQB FPS on mobile, or close quarters combat. And, wow. And I guess they've contacted Apple and Google. Both companies uh, have not removed it, so that's why they're suing them, I guess. This game, granted, I mean, every game looks like this in the victory pose. I'm just looking at pictures of, that compare the two. I just think it's funny that... Ubisoft is suing Apple and Google because, you know, they made the game. No, it's just on their platforms. It's, it'd be like if they sued Xbox for having a game like that. It's insane, is what it is. Anyway, uh, confirmed that the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remake uh, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 remake will not have microtransactions at launch. So good on them. That's really great. Really great. Uh, despite what you may have heard, or what you thought was being teased on Twitter, Troy Baker is not voicing Daredevil in a video game. And uh, this is after, on Twitter, uh, the VP of Ga Marvel Games, Bill Roseman, um, I don't know, someone had put it out from the office of Nelson Murdoch, while Bill greatly admires the man without fear. There's no Daredevil game in development. Bill's tweets to Troy Baker... One is an acknowledgement of their shared desire about creating said game, and he apologizes for any confusion his tweet created. Uh, that's per Bill 
Roseman himself. I don't know why people thought this was happening, but yeah, people people got uh, a little excited for nothing. No, no Daredevil game yet, folks. Nothing yet. The president of Sony said that uh, we shouldn't have to wait long. President of Sony announced that we shouldn't have to wait long to hear news on PlayStation 5 games as we quietly sit here waiting for more and more as they keep pushing. Yes, they need to push their next two big PS4 games, 100%. But at the same time, you're leaving people kind of hanging in a time when new consoles are expected to drop in the next six months or so. So the, the big issue with that is, uh, think back to 2013 when PS4 and Xbox One were announced. Those were announced in early March. Uh, excuse me, probably late, middle, middle to late March. All right. We knew everything about them, including games. Flash forward now, seven years later to 2020, and both consoles have officially been announced. We only know what one looks like. We know what the controller of another looks like. Meanwhile, we only know about games for one. So, I... Yes, there's cross-platform games, but I'm talking about the exclusives. And yes, they need to push their two tentpole games this year. But at the same time, we need to know what's going on for the fall. They need to be stepping up their, their marketing run. And the, the, the buzz needs to start sooner rather than later. And yes, they're riding on their laurels because they essentially dominated the game for the last six years. So yes, that, that's a place they feel safe that they don't have to do that. Granted, you should never, ever, ever feel safe in something like this because all it does is open you up to failure and more scrutiny. So I, let, let them play their the, the game they want to play. I'm not, I'm just, it's frustrating because now it just keeps pushing me more and more away from holding off on the PS5. Are there even going to be any available? Are there going to be production delays? What What's the status of this thing? What does it even look like? And yes, I plan on getting both, okay? No no, no qualms about that. But it's like, I need to see what this thing is going to do, what's on it. Come on. You can throw these fancy numbers at me, but I need to see it in, in hard details here, folks. Need to see it in hard details. Granted, same thing goes for Microsoft. I gotta wait till July to see their first party stuff? That third party lineup that they did a couple weeks ago was not great. It was not great at all. I mean, it was it was mediocre at best. Some of those games looked really cool. The stuff they showed off for Valhalla was okay. But but there needs to be more. There needs to be more from both sides. The advertising campaign for these need, needed to have started weeks ago, in my opinion. At least for the games. Because, I mean, yes, you can't go balls to the wall this early. But you can start dropping hints at people. You can start doing tie-in stuff. I mean, it, it's... It's whatever. At this point, I, I just got to wait a couple more weeks. Anyway, uh, 2K Games has announced that uh, the Mafia Trilogy Definitive Edition will now be released. Uh, you can get, uh, excuse me, the Mafia Trilogy announced. It comes with the Definitive Editions of all three games. However, don't expect to play the first Mafia just yet, as it will be entirely rebuilt and remade with new cutscenes, new animations, new everything, uh, and that will come out in August. But you are able to get Mafia 2 and 3 in their definitive editions now. 
In Exile, uh, one of the most recent studios to be purchased by Microsoft, who uh, make a lot of RPGs, have announced, uh, they also make Wasteland, if you're not aware, that once they are done with Wasteland 3, their next RPG will use Unreal Engine 5. Despite the persistent rumors online that somehow Unreal Engine 5 will only be on PC and PS5, granted, Unreal 5 doesn't launch until late next year, but in Exile confirmed that their next game will be made with Unreal Engine 5. Uh, also, um, the Embracer Group, um, if you don't know who they are, most probably don't, uh, they were formerly known as THQ Nordic, who bought up like every... So they weren't THQ Nordic before, uh, but then when THQ folded, they bought up like all of their IPs, have announced that they have 69 unannounced projects currently in development amongst all their studios, out of a ton, total of 118 projects that they currently have in development. That's insane. I don't even think Activision or EA, EA puts up numbers like that. That That's just a wild amount. And I, I think 2K is probably the other only other publisher that could say something like that. Or Massive Studio. Or they're not technically a studio, they're a publisher. But anyway, that's that's crazy amounts. Crazy amounts of projects. I wonder how many of those are in active development or just in development, meaning they're coming out in like a decade. Also, uh, much is being rumored by a verifiable uh, Call of Duty leaker, but still to be taken with a grain of salt, but the rumors are swirling that 2020's Call of Duty will be called Black Ops Cold War. Now, normally... Uh, as we got closer to June, we'd be hearing of a, uh, a an announcement trailer or something because it's usually during the NBA playoffs. No sports right now, so uh, I'm sure that will happen soon. But uh, the rumor is saying that it'll be Black Ops Cold War, and I'm, I'm sure, though, even without NBA playoffs, we should be expecting an announcement very soon. And, of course, a lot of game companies are, are doing things in June in place of what would have been E3. Anyway... Anyway, uh, Tencent will now take over the developing duties of uh, System Shock 3. So yet another wheel in the, uh, or cog in the wheel of Tencent, which is slowly becoming a giant mega corporation out of China. But, I mean, they, I'm not even gonna, um, whatever. Uh, Devolver Digital has announced that Sirius Sam 4 will release in August. It will be a prequel, however, however, it unfortunately uh, will only be on Stadia and PC. And speaking of PC, uh, Riot's new game, Valorant, their new shooter that's uh, almost like a, a MOBA and Overwatch mixed in one, a hero shooter, uh, will release free to play in June 2nd, in June 2nd, on June 2nd, so next week actually, uh, as uh we are getting closer and closer uh, to that. Next Tuesday, actually. Um, also announced was New Game Plus Expo. Uh, it's a new uh, video game expo. And it uh, will be focused around a group of Japanese and North American publishers. And they will show showcase up to 40 games from Sega, Atlas, and more. Well, those are both Sega-owned companies. And uh, it's still going on they announced it last week um at least 14 publishers is it 40 or 14 I'm, I'm oh 40 games and 14 publishers and they will join together on june 23rd to showcase all 40 games 
Uh, they said it's New Game Expo is a grassroots coalition of publishers and developers. Uh, per them, organizing together for the first time, we hope fans have fun as we take a look at the combined lineup of games for 2020 and beyond. And, yeah, a lot, lot's going to go on. Uh, public, these are the publishers. Actil, Axis Games, Arc System Works America, Gung Ho America, Idea Factory International, Inti Creates, Koei Tecmo America, Nasume Inc., NIS America, Inc., PlaySim, or Playism, Sega of America, SNK Corp., Spike Chunsoft Inc., and Way Forward. Uh, no word on what franchises you might expect to see. Uh, Sega and Atlas will be involved as well. Uh, for those of you waiting on the Command and & Conquer and Red Alert releases, well, good news, as the uh, the source code will be released by EA uh, to, to offer up time for modders to get, to get used to the game so they can make some mods for it. Uh, I did pre-order the special edition of it, actually, from Limited Run Games. Unfortunately, with COVID and everything like that, they, it was delayed. Um, and, and that's okay, because they're still going to send a, a, the digital version of the game so you can get it on Steam. However, uh, the, the physical awesome remastered edition will take some time. But uh, hopefully, with the source code being released, it will allow modders to get mods out in time for when the game releases later this month. Also, uh, from what it looks like, uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, the creator of Scott Pilgrim, was tweeting out uh, about the game, uh, the Scott Pilgrim game, which is beloved by many and uh, Ubisoft owns the rights to. Unfortunately, it was taken off a lot of digital storefronts several years back, and he was tweeting about bringing back the game, and Ubisoft followed up with, a, uh, with an emoji like, huh? Like an eyes up emoji? So maybe the Scott Pilgrim game might be coming back soon. Uh, how about this? And uh, the other craziest Sue Happy story in the video game world. Um, the uh, makers of... Uh, I can't talk. Manchester United. <laughs> the football club. Uh, soccer for Americans. Is suing Sega for football managers use of the club name and likeness, despite the fact that Football Manager has been using Manchester United for over 20 years. Uh, Manchester United is is says that uh, extensively, uh, extensively throughout the game, according to, uh, this is per the Guardian, uh, they allege that SI Games infringed on their trademark by not using the actual logo, and it says Manchester United says that it has been deprived of the registered proprietor of its right to have the club crest licensed. I mean, really? After 20 years, you're going to go after it? Like, it's a little ridiculous. I totally botched that story, by the way. You can go find it yourself. Like I said, it's it's via The Guardian, uh, British newspaper. And finally, this week marks the 40th anniversary of the release of Pac-Man. That's right. The Big Yellow Mouth. What are that, What's his nickname? Puckman, also known as Paku Paku, has turned the big 4-0. That's right, folks. 40 years old for Pac-Man. How about that? It's crazy, isn't it? Games like that turning that old. But anyway, moving on. Let's go on to TV land here. Well, we finally know a release date for Season 2 of the Umbrella Academy. And we have, in just a 
about two months from now, July 31st, Umbrella Academy Season 2 will premiere on Netflix. That's a really awesome show that uh, is on there based on a comic book property. Really interesting story. Amazing cast. Definitely check it out if you haven't. You do have some time before Season 2 drops. Uh, also this week, if you've been holding out on watching The Simpsons on Disney+, Plus, well, uh, a lot of you have been waiting for the Aspect Ratio 4.3 to come into into to play. And starting this week, uh, on the 28th, so on Thursday, um, so just a, a, a day after this drops, you will be able to watch The Simpsons in their original 4-3 aspect ratio on Disney+. Plus. So uh, the wait is finally over. And surprise, surprise, It's Always Sunny will tackle the pandemic in some way, shape, or form when it returns next year. And what is probably the biggest TV news this week, Ruby Rose has departed the Batwoman series after just one season. Uh, there is speculation abound as to what might have caused this. Uh, granted, she almost did paralyze herself after a scene in the, in the show. And uh, there's rumors, though, falling into uh, the fact that she might have left over the long working hours demanded by the role. Uh, she did leave the show unexpectedly. Uh, they did it on mutual terms, though, apparently. Um, they are looking to cast a LGBTQ person in the role to take over. Uh, Stephanie Beatriz has shown, thrown her hat into the ring. Uh, she's famous for playing Rosa Diaz on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And uh, per sources to Variety, she was unhappy with the long hours, uh, especially for a 20-episode season. There was friction on set, and uh, they made decisions to part ways mutually. Uh, TV Line also backed that up, saying she wasn't happy working on the show, and did that make her fun to work with? No, said publication source. So everyone decided it would be in the best interest of the show and for all concerned if they parted ways. It uh, also says that TV Line said that Rose had a hard time acclimating to living in Vancouver, where they filmed the show. And uh, that's an interesting, interesting, interesting thing. I wonder... Whatever. I mean, Ruby Rose is a great actress. She does action very well, but understandable. If you can't, if you can't stand the heat, don't work in the... Uh, what was it? If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. That's what the saying is. Anyway, uh, the day this episode drops in two days, uh, as we're recording here on Memorial Day, HBO Max will premiere on Wednesday for all of you, if you're wondering. Uh, it is available to a lot of cable subscribers if you already have HBO as part of your cable subscription, so I would definitely check out their website for more, and you'll have access to HBO Max. Uh, like myself, we have Spectrum, and we do have HBO. So HBO Max will be included with our Spectrum subscription to HBO. So no extra payment there, and I'll have access to all the great shows on there, including including something that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. Uh, also announced, uh, Swamp Thing is, after being canceled by DC Universe, will be heading over to the CW and will premiere in the fall. I wonder if they're going to have to tone down anything, and I'm sure... I'm sure this was totally made, uh, this decision was made because the CW doesn't know when they're going to be able to resume production on most of their shows due to the COVID pandemic. Uh, anyway, the uh, couple new shows on Disney Plus have been really cool. Uh, prop Culture was just added recently and that uh, follows a, a, a like a prop collector 
as he searches for certain Disney props uh, through their archives, uh, and also with actors of different Disney films, like they do the Muppet movie, they do Tron, Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, Mary Poppins, quite a few films, actually, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it's really interesting to, to hear some of the stories behind a lot of the props and how those movies got made. Uh, definitely worth, worth a watch. Uh, also announced, Disney Plus will be adapting uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians as a TV show with the full support of, of their author, Rick Reardon, who will be fully involved. Um, which is funny because the Percy Jackson movies, which I think Disney got the rights to when they purchased 20th Century Fox, are now on Disney+. Plus. Um, and then, uh, awesome episode to check out is the most recent episode of, of the Star Wars Gallery on the making of The Mandalorian. Because they, they go into the technology behind how they were able to make it. And they're like this awesome uh, filming location they use, which is like LED screen. It's an LED room. It's almost like a it's almost like the holodeck. I'll, I'll say that. And uh, they film inside a video game almost. And John Favreau kind of perfected this technology with, with uh, the Lion King. It, it's amazing how this works. And they tie into how this is kind of where George wanted things to go in the prequels. It's amazing. Definitely, 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 definitely something to worth watch, worth watching. Um, and a final bit of TV here. Rick and Morty this week. Uh, the Chilled Rick Mort was was ridiculous. That That's for damn sure. Rick and Beth create a society around children that are presumed to be Rick's after Rick allegedly fucked a planet. Yeah, so that that's a thing. <laughs> then Rick battles uh, a Zeus-like character named Reggie, who is a god, but again, his name's Reggie. Uh, turns out the kids were actually his. So it was just a, pretty much an episode of of, of Maury, or Jerry Sp <laughs> Jerry Springer, and um, it was good. It was good, and Jerry Jerry fucks everything up as usual. Uh, please ignore the the falling debris. <laughs> uh, anyway. Great, great episode of Rick and Morty. But Jerry's just always fucking it up. It's two weeks in a row now, Jerry. Jerk. <laughs> uh, that's it for TV, though. Uh, as always, when we ear end uh, near the end of a month, can't uh, we talk about what's coming to Netflix. And, you know, last month we added Amazon and, and uh, Disney Plus as well. Unfortunately, at the time of recording, uh, Amazon had not put up yet what was coming to the, their Amazon Prime video uh for may uh june i should say uh netflix uh some some highlights starship troopers twister uh v for vendetta walk hard the dewey cox story uh you don't mess with the zohan uh almost like everything of one piece uh the new pokemon journeys uh television show and then uh eurovision of all things is coming to netflix uh disney plus the artemis fowl film will release uh Previously scheduled to release in theaters will now drop on Disney Plus in June. As I mentioned before, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, uh, Tarzan, and then a lot of Nat Geo products. And that will all come to both of those streaming services over the month. And of course, HBO Max launches on Wednesday. Uh, let's talk about movies here. Uh, looks like the Oscars may take a break this year. Uh, it was reported that they are considering postponing uh the the oscars in 2021 and uh it's the 93rd annual uh but because of covid uh they could be delayed uh per variety the academy has said 
Uh, it's likely they'll be postponed, a source said to Variety. Uh, another source says the date is currently unchanged, so we don't know. Uh, they did change the rules back in April because of coronavirus, allowing for things that didn't get a theatrical cut to premiere. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it did happen a few times. You know, normally movies do need to be in a theater, but they, they did amend the rules as, you know, theaters are closed right now. But it will definitely be interesting to see how next year's Oscars do play out. Anyway, Halle Berry has joined Roland Emmerich's new movie Moonfall. And if you know Roland Emmerich, then you probably don't need a whole lot more explanation for what a movie Moonfall might be about. She will be joined by Josh Gad, uh, and that movie is expected to drop sometime in the next uh, year or so. Uh, in a funny, funny situation, uh, Bane masks have been selling out across the country as uh, mask rules are, are put in place everywhere. Apparently everyone, <laughs> everyone wants to live out the life, you know, nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. You know, I, I was Bane one year for Halloween and I perfected, you know, my, uh, You think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was bored in it. Molded by it. By the time I saw light, I was nearly a man. And all it did was blind me. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. Bane, folks. Six, what, seven years after that movie came out? And the masks are selling out now? <laughs> Funny. Bane masks. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Jamie Lee Curtis will make her directorial debut, and it will be with Bloomhouse directing a horror film. How about that? I mean, it's in her wheelhouse, so makes sense. Uh, also, uh, looks like Sony is moving forward with the Madam Web movie. Uh, it will be directed by C.J. Pearson, uh, who is known for directing a, f a number of episodes of Jessica Jones for Netflix, which is perfect because she's in the Marvel world already, so she knows uh, how to play the comic book line, if you ask me. That's a smart move. Uh, also announced, uh, Isai Morales, uh, I think that's how you say his name, uh, who played Deathstroke in Titans, will be taking over for Nicholas Holt as the main villain in the next two Mission Impossible films. Uh, unfortunately, due to the COVID setback for the films, uh, Nicholas Holt had to drop out uh, and will be replaced by Esai Isai Morales. Uh, also, in probably what's the coolest news ever, we're getting a buddy comedy, a buddy comedy about vampires starring Peter Dinklage and Jason Momoa. It's just, it's twins 2.0, <laughs> if you ask me. And it falls right into that twins wheelhouse, that's for sure. Um, also, Sam Neill was on a uh, podcast uh, in his native New Zealand. And uh, he did say that, unfortunately, uh, Jurassic World Dominion had only gotten into about two weeks worth of filming before they had to stop due to COVID. And uh, he had yet to film anything himself, uh, but he said it was nice being uh, together with everyone again from, from the original films. Uh, the original film, I should say, uh, just to, to get the gang back together, uh, essentially. So that was, uh, that was nice. We also got a new trailer for uh, the new uh, uh, Christopher Nolan film, Tenant. And I, I don't know what the hell is going on in this movie. 
and and then they came out John David Washington the star said even the cast was confused uh, there's no time travel apparently which doesn't make I, I, I don't know and honestly it looks like inception all over again but it looks like a movie you watch once and then like you're done with it but I I don't know anyway any fucking way the biggest news of the week that I'm fucking stoked about is the Snyder Cut is fucking real, and it's coming to HBO Max in 2021, people. Fuck yeah, dude. Fucking Snyder Cut is real. They've been working on it for a while, apparently, and it's coming in 2021, and it was announced by Zack Snyder during a rewatch of Man of Steel this week with Henry Cavill, and the president of Warner Media and HBO Max has been doing the rounds, Uh, Zack Snyder said, I want to thank HBO Max and Warner Brothers for this brave gesture of supporting artists and allowing their true visions to be realized. Also, a special thank you to all those involved in the Snyder Cut movement for making this a reality. Um, Per Hollywood Reporter, it's unclear if it will be released episodic or as a full director's cut as it's reportedly up to like almost four hours in length. Um... Apparently, per Hollywood Reporter as well, the Snyders are reportedly currently reassembling much of their original post-production crew to score, cut, add new, and finish old visual effects, and also possibly bring back many of the actors to record additional dialogue if possible. Uh, No official running time, um, but obviously this is all due to fan outcry that's been a very vocal, vocal group of fans uh, for quite a while now, um, after Joss Whedon pretty much remade the film in in his image and oh man so cool uh pretty much the whole cast is stoked uh ben affleck said on fat man on batman that he's very excited zach is getting a chance to finally see his vision realized i love zach and i love his version of the movie and i look forward to everyone getting a chance to see it uh jason momoa um well ray fisher first who played cyborg said release the snyder cut movement uh, for those who fought, for those who believed, thank you. Momoa thanked fans, said, Finally, it's happening. You're welcome. Justice served. All my aloha to everyone who made this happen. All the fans, we love you. Henry Cavill said, Be nice to each other. Um, and saying, Ladies and gents, it finally happened. The Snyder Cut will be out next year. Now I know there have been two camps over the whole Snyder Cut thing and whether it will ever happen for a while. Just remember... We all get to have more Justice League now. It's a win-win, so be nice to each other. Big congratulations to you, Mr. Snyder. So fucking happy, because I recently... And because all this was happening, um, I decided to um, re-watch the Batman vs. Superman extended cut of the film. And whoever at Warner Brothers thought that film should not have been released in theaters is a fucking moron. Because that film is so good when you watch the extended cut. Almost all the plot holes disappear. Um, Everything, like the manipulation done by um, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor is more apparent. And his role as Lex Luthor is way more fleshed out um, in the extended cut. It's just, oh my god, it's such a good movie. If you've never watched the BVS extended cut... You should totally do that. It's about three hours, uh, but totally worth it. Um, Also announced, because uh, we need some awesome news in our life, uh, Darkseid will fucking be there. And uh, the actor, uh, also known, uh, who's also known for being in Sons of Anarchy, uh, his name is Ray Porter, 
uh, or justified. Uh, he was given the all clear to announce that he was Darkseid in the film. Uh, no word yet on if it's he is going to be in the Snyder Cut, more than likely, as uh, that was part of his 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 vision. And oh, that's oh, so fucking cool. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, um, we did find out a little bit later the cast will not be involved. Uh, it will cost upwards, uh, like more than thirty million to produce. Um, this was done on the Raps podcast. Uh, Umberto Gonzalez, who has a ton of superhero leaks back in the days, he used to work for. Um, oh, what was that website? I can't even think of it anymore. Anyway, um, he was uh, he used to get a lot of awesome, amazing leaks for for movies, and I can't even heroic Hollywood. I think he worked for. A anyway, it might have been. I, I can't remember. Um, he said there's not going to be any reshoots of any kind with any actors. It's just additional dialogue. So they may go in to record, but not film. Uh, he said, uh, Zach did want to shoot and he wanted to do additional photography, but HBO Max said, no, that's not happening. Um, they'll give him money for post-production for special effects, scoring, and even ADR, but no reshoots of any kind on this movie. Hopefully there's enough to work with, but, uh, it'd be really hard to get the cast back essentially for a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know if the Martian Manhunter scene would be there because it was in his original cut of the film. Um, they could probably do it with CGI, though, and just get someone to record the lines. The best part about this, though, is I guess they've been working with Zach for this for quite a while, and it's an amazing announcement. Unfortunately, there's no date. There's no possible, uh, and like I said, we don't know if it's episodic or if it's going to be one long director's cut, and... Uh, what's funny is because of this, now people are calling for like an air cut of, of Suicide Squad. And what's funny is uh, he said uh, he said that it would be actually very easy to do because uh, apparently it wasn't that much wasn't cut out or something. I, I don't know. Um, but he did uh, say that there was a lot of stuff that was cut. There was a lot of good, good Joker scenes that were cut, uh, especially one with Common. Uh, who played uh, Monster T in the film? But I, I wonder, I wonder if an A or cut will ever see the light of day. I highly doubt it, personally. Um, I think that movie is beyond saving at this point. Um, but David Ayer did say a director's cut of his movie would be easy to complete, and uh, he said this is a good question. My cut would be easy to complete. It would be incredibly cathartic for me. It's exhausting getting your ass kicked for a film that got the Edward Scissorhands treatment. The film I made has never been seen. Um, so yeah, he said good screenwriting means complete arcs culminating with some kind of closure for each main character. It's not rocket science. When you cut the joists of the building, when you cut the joists, the building sags. He said the only battle I won was keeping. Um, the part about Diablo, but I, I, I wonder uh, if any of that stuff was filmed and uh, if it was on the cutting room's floor somewhere, but no word on, on that. Anyway, Snyder Cut's fucking real, people, and I'm fucking stoked. So cool. So cool. Go watch the extended cut of BVS. It's a better movie. But anyway, before we uh, wrap up today, uh, Universal Studios has announced that they are looking to reopen by June 5th uh, with a lot of a lot of things in place so uh, be on the lookout for that but that will be Universal Studios Orlando no word yet on Hollywood as LA uh, still seems to be hit 
uh, pretty hard right now. Not not like New York, but there's still a high risk in LA compared to some other places in California. Um, so that that will be nice. I know Disney is announcing things soon as well. Uh, but what is probably the coolest news, and this is science, real news, uh, scientists have possibly discovered evidence of a parallel universe. And in this parallel universe, time runs backwards, which I don't understand how that would even work. Um, evidence was put forth back in 2015. Now they believe they've discovered evidence of this neighboring parallel universe. Uh, this is per the New York Post. And they were doing cosmic ray detection. And it says uh, they detected high energy particles rising out of Antarctica, which is contrary to how these particles are supposed to behave. They'll usually only be able to be detected when they come down from space. Uh, they said to detect a heavier particle, a tau neutrino coming up out of the Earth would imply that these particles are actually traveling backwards in time um, per the Daily Star. Uh, they also said the strange finding was made in 2016. Since then, all sorts of suggestions rooted in known physics have been put forward to account for the perplexing signal. And all have been ruled out. What's left shocking in its implications explaining this signal requires the existence of a topsy-turvy universe created in the same Big Bang as our own and existing in a parallel with it. In this mirror world, positive is negative, left is right, and time runs backward. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> uh, they said their findings aren't universally believed to be evidence of the universe, um, let alone where time runs backward. Uh, this is experimental, of course. Uh, neutrinos have been thought to be time particles in the past, so, um, it's really cool, really interesting, that's for damn sure. I wonder what the future holds. Anyway, that is it for Nick's Nerd News. Uh, I got a quickie for you this week, turns out. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening every week. I try to be your constant during all this, so that way you have something to turn to on a weekly basis, so it doesn't, uh, all get lost in, in the jumble. Anyway, as always, check out nixnerdnews.com where you guys can find the show right there. You can listen in your browser, or if you prefer to listen to us on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcast pages, uh, so that way you can uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I really don't care, as long as you listen. I don't care where you listen. I don't, know how, I don't care how you listen. Just listen <laughs> at, at that point. I'm just, I'm here to talk. And, and that's all that matters, right? Anyway, while you're at nixnerdnews.com, why don't you also check out our social tab so you can see our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Uh, if not, just follow us individually if, if you prefer to, to take one over the other. Post a lot of funny memes, a lot of funny jokes. Uh, so check us out. Just nixnerdnews. Uh, look for the logo. And otherwise, I am out. Thank you, guys. Uh, happy Memorial Day as we salute those who have fallen. Uh, serving and protecting our freedom, our country, things like this. And uh, they've done a, an amazing thing. Uh, I stand in applause to all of those who have served. Um, and as we celebrate those who have, who we've lost, of course, and those who have fallen in battle, uh, as it is not Veterans Day, that's later in the year. But happy Memorial Day to you all. And I will see you guys all next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. Catch you on the flip side.